Good morning. Good morning, Rabbi Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is sponsored uh, and dedicated loving memory and Liluna Shmat Moreno Rabbeinu Siyon Rahamim and Esther, sponsored by the entire community of Panama. Ruach HaNetinichenu Began Eden. Breakfast in the Class also dedicated in loving memory Liluna Shmat Mordechai Ben Yehuda Arya Alav Shalom, and separately Yibadil Hayutu Marukim in honor of Rabbis Farhi Mizrahi and Friedman as well as Haron and Hazan Shmuel Levi, sponsored by Sapir and Daniel, Oheb Shalom and family. Hazaku Baruch. Um, breakfast in the class dedicated loving memory of Gabriel Amos, his brother Yosef Amos. Lilun Ishmael Yosef ben Rabbi Shimon ben Masuda Alava Shalom, sponsored by his brother Gabriel Amos. Breakfast in the class is dedicated in honor of Rabbi Shlomo and Chana Farka and becoming grandparents. Thank you. Safe travels for Donna Newman, who listens to the Shi'ur daily and in the merit that all single people should find their zivug, sponsored by Alberto and Tali Gadali. Hazaku Baruch. Breakfast is dedicated in loving memory of Coach Jan and his daughter Megan Sandusky, sponsored by Maurice and Mickey Terzi. Uh, dedicated for the Fuashalema of Shifra Batfrecha, sponsored by Peggy Dahan. And finally, Week of Cobra, sponsored by David E. Ash, in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. My friends, the Pasuk tells us about the travails of Yitzhak Avinu and, and, and Rivka Imenu. They're trying to have children, they're married for quite some time, and they are unable to do so. Baruch Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> okay. And the Pasuk says, Vayetar law, and God answered him. So the Chachamim immediately noticed, what do you mean Vayetar law? They're both praying opposite one another. What should the Pasuk say? And Hashem answered them. The Pasuk does not say Hashem answered them. It doesn't say Hashem answered her. It says Hashem answered him. Vayetar law. Vayater. Okay? Rashi says, quotes a Gemara, and he says something fascinating. He says, why did Hashem answer Yitzhak? Because you cannot compare the prayer of a Sadiq, a righteous person, Ben Sadiq, son of a righteous person, i.e. Yitzhak, to the tefillah, to the prayer of Sadiq Ben Rasha, of a Sadiq, the son of a wicked person, i.e. Rivka. Rivka was righteous, but her father was Bituel. So, therefore, uh, what's it called? The tefillah, the prayer of Yitzhak was answered, and the prayer of Rivka was not answered. This poses, I think, a tremendous and a difficult question to be able to understand. Who is, a, who is the greater of the two? A Sadiq, the son of a Sadiq, who learned everything on his father's lap, who never saw Chilul Shabbat in his life, who was sent to a Jewish school, or the guy that battled his way back from who knows where, his father's Rasha Mirusha, mafia boss, every day they're killing six people before breakfast, and this guy, before a deluxe breakfast, Sammy, okay? And what happens? And this guy becomes a Sadiq. Who's the greater person? Who traveled further? Who worked harder? Who has Mozechut? One would imagine Sadiq ben Rasha. But if that's the case, why in the world would we say that Hashem answered the tefillah of Yitzhak because Eno Domet Tefillah Toshel Sadiq 
Ben Sadiq, Litfilato Shal Sadiq Ben Rasha. How can we say that? So there's many different answers or approaches to this question. But I'd like to follow the approach uh, for today, the approach of Rabbi Nassan, Rabbi Natan Vachtvogel. You can't make that Sephardic no matter how you pronounce it. Vachtvogel <laughs> cannot be made uh, Sephardic. But he was tremendous. I remember actually when he came and he visited the city of Deal. He came for Shabbat. I believe he stayed by uh, Rabbi Isaac Dweck's house. Do you remember that? Were you there, Jack, for that? Were you there, um, Mark, for that? Rabbi, the Mashkiach of Lakewood, Rabbi uh, Nassan Vachtvogel. Uh, going back, I don't know, probably 20 years, 15, 20 years at least, and probably more than that. Anyway, I remember he came, he was very weak. They had to push him in a wheelchair on Shabbat to the Beit HaKneset. They got someone, uh, one of the, the, the uh, guards, I think, came and pushed him. I remember seeing him, what a Sadiq he was. He wrote many books, he was a, a tremendous giant of Musar. And he said something unbelievable. He said, a great understanding in this pasuk. He says, when a person prays, what they're effectively doing, he said, is they're digging a tunnel. They have to dig a tunnel from earth, from the place where they're praying, all the way to Shamayim. It takes a very long time to dig this tunnel, to have a tefillah be answered. In fact, Rabbi Nassim Vachtvogel, he he had a thing where if they would ask him to be the Sadak, you can imagine he's the Mashkiach in one of the biggest yeshivot in the world, he probably got asked to be Sadak very often, right? All these young men and women coming together, couples, they have babies, they ask them to be the Sadak. It's a big, big, big deal, by the way, to be a Sadak, to be the person that holds the baby. It's usually reserved either for the parents, of uh, the grandparents, or for the, for the Chacham. Because the Sadak that sits is considered to be like a Mizbeach itself, okay? So he was asked all the time, and he would say, I'm happy to do it, but please, if you could do me a favor, I'll accept the honor to be Sandak if you do it in the yeshiva. Where they said, why do we have, I want to do it in the thing, in the shul, the hall, the this, the that. The rabbi would say, when you, build, when you pray, you're building, you're digging a tunnel. He says, and it makes sense when you're digging a tunnel, to always be digging in the same place. That genius. Now, could you imagine every time he starts digging somewhere else, as he'd never get anywhere, okay? So he would ask them to pray, if they could always do the tefillot. So even on the place, you see, he related to it, like this concept of uh, digging a tunnel. Now, I found that very interesting, because the Gemara actually tells us, on the word, vayeater, we find something fascinating. It says by Menashe that Menashe was the most wicked of the Jewish kings. He caused all of Am Yisrael to sin. Not only did he sin with Abu Dazara, he put idols at all the crossroads in Israel. And he would tell the people that they couldn't go up to the Beit HaMikdash. He single-handedly turned all of Am Yisrael to Abu Dazara. Could you think of a worse, a person worse, who deserves worse punishment than him? At the end, unbelievable, at the end of his life, well, as he lived, uh, as his uh, career developed as the king, he's captured by rival kings. And literally, not figuratively, not metaphorically, literally they stick him in a pot and they turn on the fire. They're going to boil him alive. And he starts praying as best he can to all the gods and no one's answering him. Suddenly he, the water's temperature is getting hot. He says, I remember when I was a young man, 
And my father used to take me to synagogue. I'm going to pray to God, he says. And if God doesn't answer me, then I know that he's the same as all these other fake gods, that uh, idols. In the heavens, when the prayers started to come, the angels, it says, they shut the windows of the heavens so that his prayers should not come before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was a person whose prayers did not deserve to be answered. And the Pasuk says, lo. And God dug him a tunnel. He literally, again, these are the words, you could never say this. He, he dug a hole, he drilled a hole in the Kiseya Kavod in order to be able to receive the tefillot of Menashe, the king of Israel, who had gone so far astray. This idea of digging a tunnel of Rav Nassan Vachtvogel explains our pasuk. Rav Nassan, he said as follows, unbelievable. He said, it's not that a Sadiq ben Sadiq is better than a Sadiq ben Rasha. He's not. But someone started digging his tunnel before he was even born. And this guy following in the same footsteps of his father, the tunnel is already dug. Hades Tefilot are very easy to get to Shamayim. But a Sadiq ben Rasha, even if he's digging faster, he's digging from scratch. So therefore, Eno Domet Filatan, Shal Sadiq ben Sadiq let Sadiq ben Rasha. My friends, always when we learn these ideas in the Pesukim, we apply them to understand what they mean in our lives. I think there's a little bit of a mind shift when you think about the way we pray. Most of us pray, we pray for something, and now I pray for it, khalas, I asked. But that's not how prayer works. A person needs literally to take that prayer and almost get lift off for it. They need to pray for something again and again and again and again, literally to push that tefillah from the earth all the way to the highest heights in the heavens. We find another example of someone praying excessively, like we find over here in this Pasuk. Rashi says, um, He continuously, he badgered God. He prayed, he begged more and more and more until finally God answered him. Where else do we find this concept of hiftzir, a person who prayed for something in a relentless way? We find it by Moshe Rabbeinu. How many times was the relentless prayer of Moshe? 5.15. How do we know that? Because the gematria numerical value, va'et chanan, is exactly 5.15. So what does it mean to pray incessantly, relentlessly for something? It means to offer up 515 prayers for that thing. I read today for the very first time in my life a beautiful concept. If you look over here, what do you see? You see, the Pasuk says, Yitzchak lenochach ishto. Yitzchak prayed opposite his wife. So Yitzchak prayed, you know, facing his wife. Nochach ishto, everyone thinks that they stood in opposite corners of the room and they prayed opposite one another. But I saw a magnificent understanding that actually, if you take a look, Yud, Tzadi, Chet, Kuf, how much is that? 10, 90 is 100, 108, 208. Yitzchak is 208. Rivka is, four, Resh is 200, 408. 2, 410. Kuf, uh, 510. Hey, 515. Wow. The numerical value of Yitzchak 
and Rivka is 515. He prayed opposite him and his wife. He gave the amount of tefillot that were the equivalent of their own essence, of their souls. They prayed with everything that they had again and again and again and again and again until finally they reached this lofty level of, uh, of incessant prayer, of relentless prayer for something until it came, it came true. And it shifted even the, the natural order of things. Rivka, on, in a natural sense, was akara. She was, uh, she was barren. She wasn't able to have children. And the, the amount of tefillot and the fervor which, with, with which they were offered was able to change the gezerah for the good. My friends, when you're sitting at your place in Beit Knesset, if you're sitting at home, women, and you're praying tefillah, first of all, pray in the same place. You don't want to dig a bunch of tunnels. Dig one. Much smarter, right? And know as well that when you're digging and it seems very far, Understand that it feels like you can't ever get there. And what you're asking for doesn't come any closer. Sometimes you dig and you dig and you dig. And from the other side, Bore Olam is drilling as well. He's drilling in his kiseh hakavod to come closer to you. What a magnificent feeling to know that. I want to add one last piece on this. Eno dome tfilato shel sadik ben sadik letfilato shel sadik ben rasha. Maybe, perhaps it can be suggested that the words Eno Domet Tfilatoshil Sadiq ben Sadiq doesn't mean that the Tfilah of a Sadiq, the son of a Rasha, is not as good as a Tfilah of a Sadiq ben Sadiq. It's not what it means. What does it mean, my friends? Listen to this. There's a Chidush. Hakadosh Baruch Hu could have answered either Tfilah. And maybe, in terms of merit, her Tfilah is even more valuable than his. And it has more merit than his. Maybe. Ready for this? But it doesn't say that his tefillah is better. It says, Eno Dome. They're not the same. So naturally, you think not the same means that the one's better. No. That's the point. They're different. If God is looking at these two tefillot, he could choose to answer. Rivka's tefillah. He could choose to answer Yitzchak's tefillah. Yitzchak, everybody thinks is better. I have a question that I think proves that that's not the pshat. What's my question? Maybe don't say, and God answered her. But say God answered them. Even if her tefillah is not as good as his, it didn't help his tefillah. It's almost as if God is rejecting her tefillah. I don't want it. I don't need it. Why would he do that? Listen to this, my friends. It doesn't mean it's not as good. It means eno dome. God has two prayers here. They're praying for children. But the prayer of a Sadiq ben Rasha, that person went on their own personal journey. They don't know what it looks like or what it takes to be able to break, to build a home which raises children the way they should be raised. They know how to go on an intellectual journey. They know how to do, live the life of a Baal Teshuvah. And sometimes, my friends, Baal Teshuvah who struggled so hard, they fought with everything that they have to become religious Jews. And then it breaks your heart. You see their kids choose a different path. The, the children choose the path that their parents were raised in. And the parents are heartbroken. What did we do wrong? And sometimes I just want to shake them and say, what, you, what did you do wrong? 
How are you supposed to know how to build the type of home when you never saw it yourself? So don't be discouraged that you didn't build something that you never saw how to build. Instead, take solace in the fact that your expertise begins where many other people's expertise ends. They saw how to build a religious home. They saw how to build a place where the kids could, but they also don't know how to foster or how to uh, uh, support a journey where someone is coming close to Judaism because they understand it, because they're learning to change, and not because they were trained to do so. That's your area of strength. So God has a choice which prayer to answer. They're both praying for children. But Yitzhak Avinu also is praying for the childhood, for the ability to be able to raise children the way he was raised. Rifka doesn't know from that. So God chooses his prayer because Eno Dome, they're not similar. I learned from this a tremendous lesson. A lot of times a person just thinks that they're going to come to God and pray to Hashem and they're going to say to Hashem, Hashem, you sort it out. But sometimes before you pray, you have to know what you're praying for. Sometimes it pays to learn the sugya, to understand everything as best you can, to be able to then come to God and say, this is what I want. So as an example, if you never learned that in the religious community you have to fight to get your kids into school, how do you know that you need to pray for that under your chupa, that my kids get into the best, into the right schools, into the good schools? How do you know that? You don't know that's something to pray for. So ask around. Before you have an opportunity to pray, ask people, what are the different challenges of raising children? Find out. Go learn. How many fathers, before they have kids, ask people advice for how to raise children? When do people ask for advice in chinuch? After one of their kids is messed up. Rabbi, I don't know what to do with my kid, my son, my daughter. What should I do? You got to teach. We need some chinuch classes. Now you need chinuch classes. Eno dome tefilato shel sadik ben sadik letefilato shel sadik ben rasha. They just don't know, so they don't know how to pray for it. They don't know that you need to pray for it. My friends, um, I think this also teaches us that in the digging of these very deep tunnels, in the push and the push and the push to ask Hashem, to beg Hashem, to pray before God, it requires some research. You're asking for shalom bayit? What is this shalom bayit you're asking for? You know what it's like? You go to a specialty coffee shop, place like Rooks, delicious coffee. I hope they pay me for, uh, for advertising. <laughs> Now you go to a place like Rooks, you walk in there, you say, can I have a coffee? They look at you like you fell off the moon. Which coffee? Do you want uh, Ethiopia? You want Yergeshef? You want Bali? You want New Orleans? Which one? You don't come in here. There's not a, a standard coffee. There's 64 different kinds. Which one do you want? A person can't come to God and just say, Hashem, okay, Shalom Bait. Hashem, please, Chinuch. Don't you understand that in digging this tunnel, a person comes to God and says, Hashem, please bless me to be able to understand my children. Who prays for chinuch like that? Hashem, please bless me with the right words to be able to say to my son, to be able to say to my daughter, to encourage them, to guide them without them feeling criticized. Hashem, please give me the right words. 
Who asks HaKadosh Baruch Hu and says, Hashem, please make my child have enough courage and self-confidence that they should be able to deal with the blows that life gives them so they don't get into a dark place so that I don't have to save them from it. Specific, what are you asking for? You know what you're asking for? You're praying in a whole different way. Even if you have less merit, you prayed more specifically. You know how I compare this to? I want you to imagine a guy walks into Rooks, he's a billionaire. He can afford anything in the store. The guy says, can I have a coffee? They don't know what he wants. He could buy anything, he could buy the whole store, doesn't matter. He still might not get the coffee that he wants because he didn't specify which one he wanted. Masha'enken, you come in with exactly two, three, two dollars and 85 cents, I think it costs for a cup of coffee, though, through, out of something like that. You walk in with the right amount of money, that's all you have. You ask for a, uh, you know, uh, 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 I forget with the names. <laughs> right? You ask for uh, a Bali, yeah, Guatemala, you know, with milk and, you know, and one Splenda. They'll make it for you exactly as you like it. All you have is $2.85. That's the power of a properly enunciated tefillah. May Hashem bless us to be able to do the research, the patience, to be able to know if we're asking Hashem for Shalom Bayit, what does that actually look like? If we're asking Hashem for Chinuch, what does that actually look like? You're asking Hashem for Parnassah, or you're asking Hashem to be able to do well in the meeting you have today. You're asking Hashem to remember the details of the presentation where before you go and you do your elevator pitch. You're asking a Kadosh Baruch Hu that the person you need to see, you should bump into him in a natural way so you don't have to burn a favor just in order to see him. These are specific requests. This is the tefillah of Sadiq ben Sadiq, and it is not the same as the tefillah of Sadiq ben Rasha. May Hashem bless us always to be able to pray effectively. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen, Rabbi